0: Most people agree that our queen has been outstanding, and we have already thought about some of those notable things about her reign, the length of it, for 70 years. That's hard for us to, to really imagine in some ways, and she's had, what is it, 14 prime ministers right the way from Winston Churchill through to Boris Johnston. But lots of people have also recognized the quality of her reign, that she seems to be one of those people who is respected at both home and abroad, so that over the course of the weekend and all of the celebrations that have been happening, when I've been watching the coverage, I've heard lots of people say things like, well, you know, I'm not much of a royalist, or I don't really care that much. Um, for the royal family, but I really like and respect the Queen, and certainly you would have to agree that she stands out amongst world leaders at this time. In a time of Putin, in a time when closer to home there seems to be a lack of a, a lack of credibility and, and, at times, a lack of integrity amongst some of our leaders. At a time when we're maybe disillusioned about government closer to home, the queen seems to stand out for all the right reasons. Well, in God's Word, the Bible, we have books that tell us the stories of the kings of Israel. When you read through 1 Kings and 2 Kings, you read there some pretty sorry tales about bad kings who do very bad things. But in the midst of all of that, one king a man called Josiah stands out for all of the right reasons. So, today, as we give thanks to God for our queen, who has served her people so well, I would invite you to turn with me again to 2 Kings chapter 23 to think about the biblical king who was outstanding And if you take a look at the introduction to his reign and then the summary of Josiah's reign, you get an idea of what this king was like. If we start back in the previous chapter, in chapter 22 and verse 2, we're told of Josiah that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And then part of that summary that Bob read for us a few moments ago in chapter 23, verse 25 that neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did? This man was a, a truly outstanding king. And here are the reasons why Josiah was such a good king. First of all, because of his personal relationship with God. That was what lay right at the heart of of his success. Because before you can give people the right lead, your own heart needs to be right with the Lord. So, take a closer look again at that summary of his reign in chapter 23, verse 25. If we read the whole of the verse, neither before nor after Josiah, was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did? With all his heart and with all his soul, and with all his strength, in accordance with the law of Moses. You see, Josiah wasn't playing around or half-hearted when it came to God. It wasn't a case of him doing religious things because that was what was expected of the king. No, he loved the Lord, and he sought Him with all his heart and soul and strength. And you know, today, the Lord doesn't just call kings to live like that. This is what He calls us to be like. So, what about you? I think there's great encouragement in hearing about Josiah's background and his family. Because if you look earlier in 2 Kings, if you go back to chapter 21, first of all in verse 20, we're told about his father, Ammon, who did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then before him, there was his grandfather Manasseh, who had a terrible and an ungodly reign. So, look at verse 9 of chapter 21 and the summary there, Manasseh led the people astray so that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. Today, you might think, I could never be right with God. I could never have a relationship with God because of my family or my background or where I've come from. But look at Josiah. He had a real, wholehearted relationship with God. And what a blessing to see that the same has been the case with our queen, that her faith in the Lord has been the bedrock of her life and her reign. So that in 2002, she said, I know that the only way to live my life is to try and do what is right, to give of my best in all that the day brings and to put my trust in God. And all that she says indicates that that is a personal relationship that has come about through Christ. So that in her Christmas speech in 2014, she said, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. What an example to follow. But then returning to Josiah, the second reason why he was an outstanding king was that he and his nation were guided by God's Word. And if you go to the previous chapter, to 2 Kings 22, it records an event that shows just how much God's people had lost the plot and neglected God's Word. Because during the renovation of the temple, a copy of the book of the law is found. It would have been a scroll containing part of what is known as the Pentateuch, those first five books that we have in our Bible. And this was found hiding away somewhere. And this part of God's Word, for so long neglected and forgotten, is brought to King Josiah, and it's read to him. And I want you to see his amazing reaction in chapter 22, verse 11. We're told that when the king heard the words of the book of the law. He tore his robes. He literally ripped up his clothes, which seems kind of weird. But that was his way of expressing repentance. It was his way of saying sorry to God and wanting to turn back to Him. It was his way of showing how much he had been moved by God's Word to him. And for Josiah, Hearing God's Word leads to action. That's the thing about this king. He didn't just listen to the Word once and then forget about it. No, he did something about it so that if you were to read through the rest of chapter 22, you'll see that he studies God's Word. He seeks to learn more about it. In fact, he consults with a a prophetess of the Lord to find out what this Word is all about, And then he acts on it so that he changes the way of his nation because Josiah was the great reforming king. And I absolutely love the lead that he gives to the nation. Bob read those verses at the beginning of chapter 23 that Josiah called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the prophets, all the people from the least to the greatest, that He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant which had been found in the temple of the Lord. And I want you to imagine that scene. Everyone is there, everybody is together from the greatest to the least, and it is the King Himself Who reads to them? That's not a task that is beneath him. And by the king reading these words, he's showing just how important these words are. And God's word has been right at the center of our queen's life and reign. When she was crowned in Westminster Abbey in June 1953, she was presented with a Bible and she was told this, we present you with this book, the most valuable thing that this world affords. Here is wisdom. This is the royal law. These are the lively oracles of God. God's Word is living and precious. And for the queen, like so many of us, that Bible could have been put away into a cupboard or up on a shelf, as with so many homes. But we know from all that she has said that the Word of God, the Bible, has been precious to the queen, that it's been used by her and studied by her. Josiah was a man of the book who wanted to lead his people to being people of the book. Elizabeth, has been a woman of the book. Well, what about you? Are you taking time in God's Word for yourself? Are you leading your family into God's Word, into the Bible? What's your home like? But one final thing about this man, Josiah, that made him a truly outstanding king, and that is that he pointed people to God's rescue. Because one of the results of the nation getting back to God's Word was that they once again observed the Passover. Josiah left the people with one final instruction in chapter 23, verse 21. We're told that the king gave this order to all the people, celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God as it is written in the book of the covenant. And you will have heard of the Passover before. We have thought together about what the Passover was all about here in church. It was that great moment in the history of God's people. God's people, the children of Israel, were enslaved in Egypt. And God raised up Moses so that they could be led out to freedom. But Pharaoh, the king, he was determined to keep God's people in place so that we read that the Lord sent a series of plagues, but Pharaoh would still not relent. And then there was the final deadly plague, when the angel of death passed over the nation, and the firstborn, their lives were taken. But on that night, God's people were rescued, they were saved, They sacrificed lambs in accordance with what God told them to do, and the blood of the lambs sealed their protection. It's the story that ultimately told these people and tells us that our God is mighty to save. You could say that this was the moment in the history of God's people. The Passover was absolutely central to their understanding of who God was and the way in which He related to His people. And yet, why was this instruction given by Josiah about observing the Passover? We'll look at the following verse, verse 22 in chapter 23. Amazing words. Neither in the days of the judges who led Israel nor in the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah had any such Passover been observed. What a tragic verse. For years and years, for generations, the Passover had not been celebrated, so that this greatest moment of God's rescue, of His salvation, had been forgotten. It would be like a church today forgetting about the death of Jesus and no longer bothering to have communion. It shows us that when God's Word is forgotten about, then God's rescue is also forgotten about. But Josiah was the king who got his people back on track. He knew that they needed to remember God's great rescue, and so he restored the Passover celebration once again, the good king who pointed his people to God's rescue. And today, we should be thankful to God that Elizabeth has been a queen who has pointed people to God's rescue in Christ. Her address to the Commonwealth in 2011, she said, Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that sometimes we need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a Savior with the power to forgive. What a lead to the people that she has reigned over, pointing them to Jesus and why He came into the world, pointing us to our need of a Savior. I heard a royal historian on the TV on Friday talk about the one book about the queen that the queen has endorsed. In fact, she actually wrote a foreword to the book And it was a book that was produced by the Bible Society to to celebrate one of the queen's birthdays. And the title of the book tells us so much. The servant queen and the king she serves. It sums up the queen's life and reign that she has trusted in. And she has sought to point others to a much, much greater king to Jesus to the perfect King, so that we thought with the boys and girls about that verse that the queen quoted from Scripture in 2012, where Jesus, speaking about Himself in Mark's gospel says, "'For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom for many.'" a very special king, no greater king, the servant king, who came into this world to give His life so that we might live, to take our sin on Himself so that we can be saved? Have you? Have you found the rescue that this ultimate king came to bring? In your life, have you bowed the knee before this greatest of all kings? Amen.